0: Well, hello, and welcome to The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Planiverse, episode 21, the sort of coming of age episode, Kareen. Huzzah, we get to drink. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> that could be dangerous. Um, today, we would like to talk about what are the important things to track and how to derail your planning system by overthinking. Is such? can you do such a thing?
1: Yes, you can. I am proof positive that you can absolutely derail your planning system by overthinking it.
0: What were you thinking with this one? Was this your six year to do list?
1: You know, um, it, it occurred to me that if I sat myself down and got it all out on paper, that I would somehow magically see the missing pieces and stop myself going around in circles and unfortunately what happened was that the task became such gargantuan in size of sitting down and getting everything out on paper that I ended up completely flummoxed through the planner to one side of the room. The inserts went up in the air and I was done. I just Mm. didn't want to do planning anymore. I Mm. was completely done. This was about three and a half years ago when we were still in Alaska. And uh, it occurred to me that, you know, I think I'm overthinking this right now. I think Mm. it doesn't have to be this complicated. There can be a Zen to just sitting down and getting a few thoughts, Mm. a few initial short-term memory, not random access memory, but short-term memory thoughts out on paper, and then going from there, because those short-term thoughts lead to other thoughts. And if you just sit there, then you're going to become a hermit on the top of a mountainside that never gets these, you know, the eternal book that's always being written and never published. Yeah. We actually want that published at some point. So... Um, yes Steve. it's, it's um,
0: sort of the extremes again isn't it that you either not mm. use the thing at all and it becomes a, a sort of thing that you sort of look at and you sort of touch it and you feel it and you look at it and thinking, oh this is nice and all the rest of it but you never use the thing it might have a few phone numbers yeah. in it but are you really using it as a planner as it was intended to be or right the other extreme where you become one of them incessant scribblers uh, bless them <laughs> <laughs> you you must have been to a meeting where you get the incessant n- notebook scribbler they never stop you know they what? never stop writing i
1: have a mother that does that give her any post-it pad and she will use the entire pad as if it were meant to be a notebook yeah. and I, I just don't i don't understand how that works <laughs> But but yes, people scribbling down all the things and who whoever goes back to reference that? I don't that, know. I... Does anyone? I mean, they're writing down like their lives dependent yeah, on exactly. it. Exactly. Does anyone <laughs> actually go back to pull retrieve this data and say, oh well, I know in that meeting at what four minutes into it,
0: yeah.
1: Mister So and So? You've been said. to the
0: meetings that I've been to as well. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah exactly.
0: <laughs> I've got. I could... To to do a whole episode on that sort of habit, as it were, but we won't talk about that one Mm. today. Um, But yeah, Mm -hmm. there's the sort of the other extreme, and I I don't know of anybody who does the other extreme, if you like, of overdoing it. I've seen it in phases, if you like, by you know, with people sharing the sort of um, content of their planners, and you see small elements of. Not necessarily over planning, but they've they overdo it too much, and you do think, you know, how much time are they actually spending each week on yeah. the sole sort of thing of supporting this planning system, compared to you know what this reminds me of? It reminds
1: stuff. me of people that are perfectionists and they want to keep their homes looking like museums all the time, mm. and they end up scrubbing away and scrubbing away and never end up enjoying their home nope. instead of just d- taking it apart and saying, OK, well, how about we just enjoy it today and clean up later? Sort
0: of. Yeah, thing. the the danger, I think, to a certain extent is um, finding that happy medium where it doesn't mm. become too burdensome to actually um, maintain and use and it becomes achievable. Uh, you know, you don't end up with a page full of things that you think I'm never going to get through that lot in a week right. or in a day or yeah. whichever you you measure. Um, thinking back, oh, about must be 20 years ago now. Gosh, time does fly when you're having fun. We had a, th- a thing at work where our boss of the laboratory wanted to know what all his members of staff were doing on a weekly basis. So he knew when he could slot in another project. Sounded simple enough. And the problem with it was, was, whilst it was nice and convenient for him to have something in such and such a format, for the engineers to actually get it into that format, it took them hours you know and it leave it to
1: engineers to not figure out how something works yeah. right and,
0: and it became <laughs> it sort of almost became self-defeating in a way that you know if we're going to fill this thing in every week we've just done it once and he says it's great yeah the trouble is mm-hmm. by the time we get to next week it's going to be different and we're going to redo the whole <laughs> exercise again and, and it just didn't work and i said look whilst it looks fine for you, keeping this thing up to date is going to be an absolute nightmare mm. for the guys because they all have to... You know, this was back in the day when you couldn't all access thing something at the same time. You all had right. to sort of access it sort of serially, as it were. So him, right. then him, right. then him. Oh, just nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: well, And that's exactly it. I mean, if you're using your planner... Yeah. If if putting the effort into writing your planner or coming up with the content for the following week or the month or the year, whatever, however you plan out, is exhaustive to the point that once you're done with it and you start not looking forward to the next week because you know you've got to start all over again, <laughs> then probably not a good yeah. thing to do. I've huh? had
0: sort of phases of, you know, not doing enough, not using it in the correct way at all as I've spoken about many times before, and I have the evidence here. I have my Winchester in my fingers here. The...
1: Yeah. Earlier, Steve flashed that to me over the screen and I was able to see some of his uh, it really looked like thoughtlets, little journal entries yeah. just on the old Philofax pages. This, this dates and...
0: back to um, coming up for 30 years ago now when mm-hmm. I first started using the Philofax and it's around about the time of when my son was born and it's got all sorts of notes in that first month or so of um you know what i was doing at work and and you know all the stuff connected with the birth of my son and all the rest of it and what stuff i'd done at work that day and and all this sort of stuff and it just goes on and on and on throughout the whole year like that and things about you know what philip is doing and 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 all sorts of manner of things, um, but it's purely a journal. There is nothing in this diary that sort of hints at any form of planning at all. It's
1: uh, right. Because it's yeah, reflective, it's, it's totally totally a journal. Reflective. Yeah.
0: And it continued like that into 1988 as well. <laughs>
1: And if anyone is interested in the Plannerverse for the cure for insomnia, we are selling <laughs> <No>! Steve's Planner. <laughs> Steve's Winchester's going for sale for the no, cure no, for insomnia. No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but So that was the one extreme um, of only, literally only using it as a diary, um, a journal. Mm-hmm. Then, of course, I came back to using um, the a sort of facts back in 2005 after sort of uh, dabbling a little bit for you know several years with electronic calendars which were tr- true planners I suppose because uh, they they couldn't do the journaling bit at all uh, and I just right. stopped doing that sort of side of things it was just purely about meetings and stuff.
1: Imagine having to take out that yeah. little electronic device to write down the notes about your son's yeah, delivery. Yeah, just wouldn't happen. Yeah, who, who would want yeah. to do that?
0: <laughs> so, and then I don't think I really used a, the planner in the same way that I do now. And sort of, again, there's been a sort of a change again in sort of 2010 with sort of um, giving up work and what have you. And now I've mm-hmm. become more sort of task orientated. And certainly in the last... How long have we been doing this? Four or five months now. It must be
1: years. Oh, excuse me. Months. Yes, that's right. Yes, it's just been four, a little yeah. over four months.
0: And now I'm sort of really starting to get to grips with this. Okay, I'm a slow learner. I'll give you that. <laughs> but it's, I'm finding it far more productive now. But I have, I do, you know, it literally is limited by um, how many things I get on the page, I suppose. So the chances of me over-planning things I think are going to be pretty remote, really, because I'm still using the same layout. That's an important factor for me. And, you know, the number of appointments that I have are fairly minimal at best. You know, if I have more than five appointments in a week, that's a busy week.
1: do so you still use your planner to journal, though? No. I See, and I think that's
0: a loss. Ah, but now I journal in a bound uh, planner.
1: Okay. He's holding, He's holding up what seems to be like a hardcover Moleskine or something. It's
0: a like Quovardis. Okay. Uh, what's it called? Better get this right, otherwise I'll be in trouble. Daily Twenty One. It's called. It's A5 in size. And I've Mm -hmm. been using these, literally, it must be the last three or four years now. And it's a very simple, it's really intended as a planner, I suppose. But it's a multi-language day per page planner. I can't get on Mm -hmm. with day per page planning at all. It doesn't work for me. I like to see a week at a time. But for use as a journal, it works very well. Now, it's international um, days and Dates and I we'll have it at the top. That doesn't matter because English and French are the first yeah. two, so that's that's fine. And then it does have times down the, uh, you know, it starts at eight o'clock in the morning through to nine o'clock at night uh, down the very edge, and it's very um, faint lined. But I can ignore the times; I can just use the thing as a lined notebook if you like, but which is dated. Yeah, and it that works yeah. for me. So I I swapped over. I used to do journaling in a separate diary insert in my filofax um, and that sort of worked but it gets a bit messy as most people will um, know when you get to the end of the year what you do with all these loose pages sort of thing apart from putting them in <laughs> exactly. another um, organizer maybe. What I like about the um, using these Quo journals is good paper. That's a big plus point. Mm-hmm. And it takes fountain pen perfectly. And, oh, wonderful. And for archival purposes, this thing will still be around in 50 years' time and still be readable. Heaven, if anybody yeah. can read my writing, yeah. that is.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, there's that. <laughs> yeah, I I don't use the fountain pen as much as I used to because I find when I'm journaling. I just want to get my thoughts Mm -hmm. out. And if I have to sit down and kind of create this ritualistic, well, now I'm doing my thoughts kind of thing, um, the thoughts don't flow as freely. I am using the notebooks, though, in the Mm Giramondo. And I'm just adding little notebooks as I go through them in the journal process so that I do prefer the bound Mm -hmm. uh, system for journaling Mm. because you're right what do you do with your loose thoughts once they're they just they run amok right and so it's nice to have them bound and that way you can also date them and and segment them and serialize them i suppose to make sense of a chronology of when you've been writing Mm. stuff
0: um yeah they i find that there's sort of two halves isn't there there's what's happened in the past which is your journal Mm -hmm. effectively and what's currently happening, and what's going to happen, which to me is, you know, more about what we're actually trying to plan and what we're right. hoping to do in the future. We we don't know if we're going to get to what we're going to do, but that's what we'd like to do, if you like. So, well, there's the journaling, there's the yeah.
1: organizing, and then there's the yeah. planning.
0: Right, three very separate yeah. segments. So, to me, it doesn't it doesn't bother me too much that I split formats if you like the fact that I'm Mm. using um, a bound book a separate book for the journal compared to using a ring bound um, organizer for my sort of organizing and planning thing now for some people I realise that sort of disconnect is difficult to do but in my own experience I found that I was missing um, doing the journal activity if I was doing it all in the one organizer.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. I tried journaling in the ring-bound planners Mm. and it just did Mm. not feel right, and that's why I switched to the Mm. Gerimundo when it comes to journaling. Mm. Now, as far as being able to spend time to plan, I know we've covered this a couple of times in previous episodes. Mm. But realistic, if, realistically, if you look at it from the point of view, when you start planning to the time that you're happy and you're going about your week, how much time do you think it's taking you to pull all of this together?
0: I try to dedicate no more than about 15 minutes in any one day to maintaining the planner side of things. Now, that might sound very little time but it's not continuous time either it's Mm -hmm. made Mm -hmm. up of a few seconds here and there literally to just jot something down um in the planner as a reminder for me to you know oh mustn't forget to do that tomorrow right predominantly this tends to happen last thing at night because by the morning i will have forgotten about it i am Of course, and that's
1: why they say it's important to keep a notebook or a planner next to your nightstand, right? I know for me, it takes me approximately, I would say, 20 to 30 minutes the entire week Mm. of planning. I don't think I spend too much time. And that's coming to be a problem because I was just over at an appointment prior to our recording this podcast. And I forgot that I switched out to a medium, Mia, so I could have it all with me. And it was with me. And I literally had the secretary print out my appointments when I could have just plopped my planner open and said, sure, fire away. (laughs) Um, It takes a lot of mental restructuring as far as what you're used to to be able to get to a point where you're planning regularly and you're trusting that's the, I think that's the mm. biggest point that you're trusting your planner to be your mental inbox. Mm. And I think that's how you're using it. The way that you said is sometimes you just open it up to put a thought in there before you forget.
0: Yeah, I, I certainly, well, the, the the trick that I have is it never gets closed. Very rarely gets closed and it's always mm. available for me to sort of look at the thing and then, if I don't see something in there and I've suddenly thought of something that I've got to add to it, then in it goes without any messing around. Yeah.
1: That would be a nice challenge to our listeners out there in the planner-verse. Try keeping your planner open as much as possible, whether it's on your desk at work or whether you're working from somewhere else. See if that might be a good way to use your planner more, because I know that's been a big um, issue with our some of our listeners and some of the people that we speak to online is that they don't have the possibility of, or, or whatever, the issue that comes up is that I don't use my planner quite enough. and Or the question is, well, how do I use my planner?
0: Well, that's a good challenge. I'm, I'm sure a lot of people might benefit from that. first thing that I think of with that is the fact that you're saving time opening your planner and finding where you're going to enter things into. Okay, I'm sure we all use today markers, but in my case, I look at my my A5 here, and there's more than one today marker, so that, that's going to, you know, waste a bit of time. And um, I think there's all thinking about that a bit further actually. And it just prompted me to think of something. Hmm. Is um, when, when it comes to over using your planner, I wonder if there's some relationship from overuse with having too many sections in your planner yeah you know not knowing um where to actually bring things down into so you know you you categorize things uh, into different sort of elements and what have you right um, like
1: that one lady i knew had 58 tabs in it right yeah <laughs>
0: I can understand. Yeah, well, no,
1: that's great. If it works for you, if if it works yeah. for you, then that's great. And we, you know, Steve and I have a good time at having a laugh at ourselves first mm. before we laugh at anyone else. I one of the things I've always said to people is make sure that you have identified the purpose of this planner. Mm. And I think let the purpose drive how many tabs or sections you have, because you're right, Steve. I think one of it is the mental gymnastics that your brain has to do when thinking, oh, dear, I have to open this big file of facts up Mm. now. And I don't know where exactly the thought that I'm having needs to go. Is it a chronological thing? Is it something I need to remember? You know, how does this work? So another thing that we can do is that we can also take a look at the tabs that we have and ensure that the tabs are matching with the purpose that we've set up for the planner. One of the issues that I've had is that the tabs that I had initially set up had no correlation, so I had finances in there, I had journaling in there, I had exercise in there, I had nutrition, just everything was this, I want, you know, it's the Ray Blake syndrome, I want all my life all over the place, <laughs> no, no, you know, no, no, no. ringed bound, you know, 50 inch <laughs> rings planner, <laughs> and it's just not possible, it's just not feasible, even if you were to be able to fit everything in one, how would you carry it around? And so what I've come up with is that I need to schedule my life somewhere and then everything else goes to the side. If it's planning, if it's organizing or whatever. But the scheduling needs to happen in one place and one place only.
0: I find that you quite often, I wonder if um, in the time it takes me to find something, I've actually lost my train of thought as to what I was actually going to write down. That's another danger, isn't it, is you end up trying to think through these things and you end up sort of tripping over yourself by um, not sort of, you know, you spend too long trying to find the right. Should it go in here or should it go in there? Oh, I'm not entirely sure. Why not write it in two places? I
1: think that. So, right, write it in two places or keep a dang Post-it note yeah. pad with you and just write it down in the Post-it note. If you're not sure where it goes, you can always remove that damn thing yeah. and put it somewhere else in, in the planner.
0: And to follow on from one of your earlier ideas, using an, an index, that would help solve that problem as well, wouldn't it? If you've got an index, an A to Z index, you can cross-reference things that way as well. And again you can write the thing in, in several places. If you can't remember oh it's rings or it's whole space in, in you know, just to give you two right. world crazy examples. Record it under both as to where it is.
1: I, You know, I have an index and I haven't been able to alphabetize it because I just can't remember which category I put things in. Mm. So I just write them all out and I try to m- maintain big categories. For example, home. Yeah. Everything that's related to the home is in one section and so on. Because I guess there is a huge difference. It comes down to the old uh, argument of are you PC or are you Mac? You know, it really is people that think in images or people that think in linear words, Mm. for example, do you actually see the word or do you see an image of the word? It's it's a whole Mm. science behind that. But for me, I'm a very visual person. If I don't see it written down, if I don't see it in front of me, it's gone. It is not in my Mm. processing at that point. And I have to have visual reminders to come Mm. to me and say, hey, look over here. You need to remember this. And so, you probably want to take a look and see what are some of the things that are affecting the way that you plan and the way that you think. I know earlier, Steve, you said it's taken you a long while to learn how to move from journaling from 30 years ago to planning now. But really, what it is, is the ability for your brain to understand that now you're trying to train it. To move forward in a different line it's not so much that you're not trainable or you're not learning or anything like that but it's a completely different way of thinking isn't it
0: there's also one other thing you'll forget in here what's that i'm now 30 years older
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah well (laughs) not a day younger And, and so... the only woman who needs to care is Alison. So there's <laughs> that. So the,
0: the task of trying to remember anything is getting harder and harder.
1: <laughs> oh, we, we use that, though, don't we? We, we use that I as a to try to make right? ourselves older. No, oh, come on, come on. We're just as sharp as we were on day one. There's nothing changed. Yeah, I was a young there's man in my changed. 20s still. <laughs> <laughs> Well, again, so what it comes down to, people of the planner-verse, is that don't overthink it. If you're overthinking it, if you're dreading sitting down with your planner and going through another round of having to have this exorbitant planning session where you're just exhausted by the time you're done, stop. Just stop the craziness, stop the nonsense, get yourself a plain piece of paper, write down what you need to get done for this week and this week only, and then move forward from there it really doesn't have to be the the reason that you stop planning and i think that's what happens is where people end up in a planner fail and then they throw their hands up in the air and say i'm done
0: they rather than easing back they just have this abrupt stop right i've never had a chance to really sort of talk to um anyone in detail, through that's gone through this sort of phase. I
1: have. You can talk mm. to me.
0: <laughs> but
1: I'm right here. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> God, but, <Uber. laughs> <laughs> I'm always
0: at the other extreme, not doing enough, I think. And I'm sort of still working my way up through the sort of. Well, echelon. no, no,
1: but you had your own planner fail. Yeah. I remember earlier when you said one of the reasons you didn't write your tasks down is because you didn't want to look and see how many of them you'd not completed. Yeah. And that's part of the planner fail. That's part of overthinking it and thinking past the point of success. Mm. You're thinking, well, what if I don't get to the point of success? And that's exactly it. True. You've just got to, you know, dive right into it and True. let it be. Let it be zen out on it. It's okay. Mm. So what's in your planner this
0: week, Steve? It, it's been a relatively quiet week this week. That's nice, me. isn't it? Um, it's almost like going back sort of uh, six months if you look at it. But... You know, we're, g- given that we are sort of at the point in the week when things start to get busy for me normally, um, I can see me filling up space as I did last week with lots of spurious things, um, but keeping on the top of things, that's the main thing, is, you know, keeping on top of you know, when I'm going to be doing things and sort of trying to sort of ensure that I've not missed anything. That's the important yeah. thing for me. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um as far as I'm concerned one of I'm going to leave everybody with a tip this week. One of the biggest things I've realized that ends up becoming a planner fail for me is that I realize I've ended up planning too much stuff. So it's not the fact that I'm actually spending time planning, but I've incorporated too many activities into yeah. one week. And that then becomes a barrier to even wanting to look at my planner. I have avoided looking at my planner Mm. all week today because I knew that this week, because I knew that it just had way too much information in there. And Mm. so one of the points that we're saying and I'm saying here is that being mindful of your planning allows for you to say no allows for you to say no this can get pushed off for next week that's part of the trick of being mindful and having that first-class lifestyle is being able to selectively say no this is not going to be good for me if i pack three things into one day that's going to be overwhelming or four things or however many Mm.
0: if for, for me i would say if during your planning time be it once in the week or on a continuous basis whenever that happens try and work out to avoid your problem of working out well how long is that going to take to do and how mm. long is that going to take to do yeah and try to get some measure of how each how long each task is going to take right. you to get done there are some things of course that we include in our planners that can take a whole day out of our lives but right you can't avoid that can you um but it's a It's a difficult thing to do, I know. I've done this in the past, but worth trying to do and seeing if you can sort of cope with the planner overload, as it were. Right. So (laughs) where can we find you this week, Karine?
1: You can find me at corinetovemassian.com and corinetovemassian on Instagram and everywhere else on Facebook. Hi! Where can we find you, Steve?
0: In the usual places of filofaxi.com and travellersnotebooktimes.com.
1: So long and thanks for being with us in this Planiverse Multiverse.